You're tuned into the Reality Events Podcast. We're a business podcast all about elevating boring events to enchanting engagements. I'm your host, Riel Jones. This week, we've been talking about media relations and your events. I know that this week's guest, Sharon Banks, who has the Bankable Solutions, her and her team at Bankable Marketing Strategies, is the perfect guest to talk about media, press, and your nonprofit, corporate, or business event. Ms. Banks is a Wayne State University graduate. She received her Bachelor's of Arts in Marketing Communications. She spent nine and a half years at IBM in Marketing and Sales Management. Following that, she spent nine years at the Digital Equipment Corporation as an account manager. She decided to use all the skills and lessons that she learned, and she started her own firm, Banks Marketing Group. And for six years, she was the owner and the senior marketing consultant. And in 2003 to 2009, she became the Wayne County Executive Office Director of Communication and Press Secretary. She was a key strategist. She focused on media relations as well as community engagement. Wayne County municipality is nearly 2 million residents at that time, and they had a budget of $2 billion. And since 2009, Ms. Sharon has had bankable marketing strategies, and they are a full-service marketing company. They do strategic communication planning, media relations and branding, as well as media training. Sharon Banks has received uh, special honors like the Walker Legacy 25 Detroit Powerful Women in Leadership, as well as the Women of Excellence by Michigan Chronicle. She sits on several boards like the Detroit Riverfront Conservancy, Detroit Jazz Festival, as well as Black Magazine. And she has had a career as well in the nonprofit realm as the founding executive director of the Wayne County Community College Educational First Foundation and as the director of the Wald Lake Oakland County Public School Foundation for Excellence. I am so happy to have her share her insights and thoughts on um, really communicating effectively your event purpose, your organization's purpose, really thinking a lot about your phrasing and how do you relate with the media and what do you say to them. Please let me know what you think using our social media handle at Riel underscore events, R-I-E-L-L-E underscore E-V-E-N-T-S. Thank you. joining Riel's events podcast. I'm Riel Jones. Um, today I have Sharon Banks with me and I want to go 
Kind of briefly over your fantastic history, um, you started at IBM doing marketing and sales management. There was an emphasis on like local area um, network and manufacturing like plant system exactly. there. Yes. And then you moved on to becoming an account manager at Digital Equipment Corp. And over this time, this was like about... I don't want to put time, like, you know, I don't know if you're sensitive or anything like that. Okay. So um, you spent about 18 years really honing in a lot of these great skills um, that really was your foundation for when you started your first um, business, Banks Marketing Group. And it really was an integrated marketing agency, which is, well, fast forward really briefly what your current business is kind of built upon, um, but you are so great at what you do that you were in high demand, and um, the Wayne County Executive Office wanted you to become the Director of Communication and Press Secretary. This is not a political show at all, but there's press and communication is really important, especially in events, and so that's something that I really look forward to us delving into um, in this conversation. But Wayne County um, is actually the largest county in the state of Michigan. They have two, nearly 2 million residents, or they did at the time, yes. um, and they had about a $2 billion budget. So, wow, that's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of like, people really having confidence in what you're doing and um, your word of this is the strategies that we're going to um, execute and this is the goals that we're going to accomplish. And then um, from there, you started Bankable Solutions which is a full-service um, marketing communication agency. Your slogan is creative concepts, effective solutions, and impactful results. Um, you really focus on like media relations, strategic communications, branding support, just really getting your name out there, how people see your, your comp the client company and whatnot. Um, and I could go on and on about what you do professionally, but I don't think people know how much you do personally on a philanthropic side. You sit on a lot of boards and you have sat on a lot of boards and boards of trustees, which again, if you're in a nonprofit world, you understand different levels of responsibility and um, how much commitment that takes completely. But you, um, boards that you've been a part of include Detroit Riverfront Conservancy, the um, Detroit Jazz Festival, which we love, and you're a shareholder of Black Detroit, which is Black Life Art and Culture Magazine, which <sighs> that magazine, I tell you, I look forward to grabbing it wherever I am, and I bring it back to Atlanta. I remember a couple of years ago, I was traveling abroad, and um, I saw these really beautiful um Afro like uh, magazines in London, and I was like, I wish we had something that this sleek, like the quality of it, the quality of the content, the layout is there, it's very just clean. And then I came to Detroit, and like years later, I I found Black Magazine, and so this is just like you're doing a great job there. Your your team is doing a great job all around, and I can see um, even just from you being a part of that, your agencies like mentality coming in of like this has to be clean and crisp and you have to have the best um delivery of your presentation and your brand this is on no level is it oh they're going to be better in the future let's give them room to grow it's like no this is great i can't wait to see what's the next level and i just really want to commend you. Thank you um so with all that being said who are you how do you define sharon banks 
Well, first of all, I define myself as being someone very passionate about mm -hmm. what I do, mm -hmm. both personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. So you gave a really good overview <laughs> of uh, from my beginning days. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm a Detroit native, yes. uh, born and raised in a Motown girl. East or um, West Side? I'm a West Side. Okay, okay. You know, that's, that's more important than where you went to college. Right, yes, yes. And where you went to high school is also very important. It is, so it that's, is. So that's which is so unique when you go anyplace else in the world. Yes. Where you went to high school and are you east side or west side? Yes, yes. So it, it, it makes us very unique in this um, community mm -hmm. in which we live, work, and spend our leisure time and really embracing all that Detroit is uh, for so many that reside here, work here, mm -hmm. uh, come to spend uh, their vacations here. Mm -hmm. It's important that, it's always been important uh, to represent my city mm -hmm. well. Uh, you mentioned that I started with uh, IBM Corporation. I'm a graduate of Wayne State University. For Shout out to Wayne State. No, You're like the third person. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. conquering. Yes, I love my Wayne State. Yes. Uh, that was my undergrad, and my grad work was Michigan State. And uh, with that, it really laid the foundation, because Wayne State, uh, even then, was a very urban, inviting environment for working students. Okay. And that was important because you work during the day mm -hmm. and you take classes at night or however your schedule allows. So it was always very uh, impressive to me how the university structured itself mm -hmm. to be able to meet the needs of the communities and the students that it served. And still doing so to this day, I'm proud to say. You're right. Yes, yes. yes. So I uh, graduated with a degrees in uh, marketing mm -hmm. and strategic business development. Mm -hmm. And as a result, uh, right out of uh, graduating, uh, I, I started working for uh, IBM. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best training ground I could have as a young student graduating mm -hmm. and getting right into the world of work, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so the world of work uh, right here in Detroit was to become part of the sales, marketing, account management teams mm -hmm. that serviced accounts in uh, Detroit. But the beauty was how much the training allowed for me to travel all over the country uh, because IBM has facilities right. all over the country and the world. So the, and what was that experience like? Well, it was wonderful because, again, I was a, a young woman at that time. Yes. And so it allowed me to go places that I, at that time, probably never would have gone right. before. So you get to go to the East Coast, the West Coast, mm -hmm. and spending time in parts of the South mm -hmm. and learning about the culture, uh, the client culture in each one of those areas. So the best training ground, I give a shout out to ID members <laughs> yes. because that was truly, truly uh, the groundwork that was uh, set and established for me to begin to understand how I fit in this world of right. work and doing some things that I love to do. So working with accounts, mm -hmm. and uh, it was manufacturing certainly, but we also worked with the education sector, oh, really? as well as the um, legal professions. And so we had accounts across the board. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had an opportunity to work in a variety of environments 
uh, in teams, mm -hmm. your technical team, your resource development team, and then uh, your sales and marketing side of it. Mm -hmm. So you really learned the art of teamwork mm -hmm. and strategies and what matters to the client and putting the client, the customer first, and then working, I call it that, uh, upside down uh, pyramid, you know, so that mm -hmm. um, the client is always... Um, uh, manifest itself as being the most important and we start with them uh, as at the top mm -hmm. across all sectors across all uh, necessary requirements for what they do I love so that, that was a, a, a breath and then you come down that pyramid and then you start seeing all the resources that are needed to support it mm -hmm. so that was the best training ground I, I could have had coming mm -hmm. uh, from my uh, college days yes. and I did that for about eight years yeah. and do you take that mentality or that strategy um, of starting with the client first and working down to your practice today? Absolutely. Everything starts with the client. Mm -hmm. Everything is, uh, for us, a SWOT analysis. Mm -hmm. Because when we gather uh, the opportunities that, uh, that we're able to share what makes bankable different yes. what makes bankable the go-to why because we're a small agency mm -hmm. so we have to really show up and show out so people will understand and recognize that we have the breadth yes. the scope the understanding but most importantly we delve in with our clients to understand what they want what they need mm -hmm. as a consultant certainly but we roll up our sleeves and do whatever we need to to make sure the client is successful in whatever the goals objective and metrics are. So that's very important for us. I say all the time, if you need somebody to write a press release, mm -hmm. if you need somebody to be a spokesperson, you can almost hire them. Right. There are a lot of folks that do that with in right. my industry. And, and so um, we're broader than that. We yes. are fully engulfed and immersed in the client uh, perspectives and, and the uh, objectives that the client has, both large and small, for-profit, non-profit, mm -hmm. uh, government, as well as political. And I do distinguish between government and political. And we work with all of those sectors. Yeah. So, uh, and it's still a people business, mm -hmm. you know. People uh, at, at IBM, I learned very early. People buy from people they like. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so, so you you have to make sure that you're uh, aligning with what the client matters most. Mm -hmm. And I also learned that I have uh, two ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandmother says, you listen twice as much as you talk. Mm -hmm. And that's very important to make sure the client has every opportunity to share, share again, uh, restate, uh, quantify, qualify. Mm -hmm. And it's our job then to see how we put that into a scope that will align with what they need to accomplish both personally and within their business objectives. So when we talk about how I started working in the nonprofit sector mm -hmm. and volunteering, um, one of the things that I, I had the uh, luxury of doing and working with IBM and when I went to work for Digital Equipment Corporation was to be um, aligned with all of their philanthropic and nonprofit Profit initiatives in mm -hmm. the communities. Mm -hmm. And that primarily meant the city of Detroit at mm -hmm. that time. So how do we then make sure that the corporate 
brand was one that was recognized as being valuable, as being uh, resourceful, mm -hmm. and caring about what's in the community. Certainly donating money, giving right. uh, uh, contributions, but also the resources mm -hmm. and the resource time and the commitment. So I was always the one to step up, raise my hand, and say, I'd like to serve on that committee. Right. So if it was the NAACP AXO program, I wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. If it was the Urban League, I wanted to be there. If it was Southwest Detroit initiatives for mm -hmm. the Hispanic community, I wanted to be there. And I had the opportunity to become very well associated and people coming to know me, not only for what I did professionally, mm -hmm. but they got to to know that and she kind of knows what she's doing in this space and she cares about what we do right. and how it can make a difference. And so I did that in every position that I've had to be able to tie my desires for the quantitative and qualitative needs of the client, mm -hmm. but also how to make sure that I'm showing that I can be resources in another way. And my agency has our, our people are uh, community right. activists as well in right. that space. So that's what, that's what we do. And so what was your first um, volunteer role or position? Sometimes it's like at church or school, around the house, you know, in community. My first one was being a candy striper. Okay. And a candy striper, I don't even know if they have candy stripers. <laughs> they do, they do, they do, yes, yes, yes. I'm yes. so glad to know that. Very meaningful. So as a candy striper, I was able to work with, I remember it was Crittenton Hospital on the mm. west side of Detroit. It was a volunteer position, and yeah. I was young. And so you get your candy striper uniform. Mm -hmm. and Official. You know, you're official. <laughs> you have your training, mm -hmm. and then uh, they want to make sure that you're a right fit for what they need mm -hmm. uh, in the hospital to serve the uh, patients. Yes. And I loved it. Yes. From taking the trays around for the food, collecting mm -hmm. the trays, the bookmobile that would go around mm -hmm. at the uh, uh, time that we had children in, in different uh, wings of the hospital reading to them, yes. the babies in the neonatal clinics wow. and, and, and that would come in or were there because they needed to uh, get healthier yes. to be able to leave the hospital and having the, the um, the rocking chair brigade where you take the babies and you just rock them. Really? Yes, yes. And so if, if I'm glad to know it's still out there. Yes, and I yes, know it's yes. probably taken on other iterations, but that was a really good opportunity for me to recognize how much I really enjoy being with from our very youngest babies to right. our senior citizens and every everyone in between. So it... Uh, galvanized me to continue to recognize I was doing the right thing and and how I was able then to use that as a stepping stone in my business mm -hmm. I understand nonprofits mm -hmm. I understand fund development I've done it right and and I've been the uh, grant seeker mm -hmm. and I've been the grant maker right. and so with that being uh, the the wherewithal that we have we can really hone in on what the clients needs are mm -hmm. uh, considering also clients have budgets oh that's Definitely. Time Definitely. And expectations, and mm -hmm. we have to meet all of that. Mm -hmm. But I like the fact that um, just your, your story about volunteerism, of, of course, later on, it, you continue your, um, your journey and 
philanthropy, sorry, mm-hmm. and, and volunteerism and whatnot. But the fact that in that position, you work with every different type of person. Absolutely. So you got to see everybody as a human versus, like, even when you're young, yes, you recognize this is a kid, you can't say this is that person or whatever, but you don't, sometimes you don't humanize everybody. You don't see them at their vulnerable side and their vulnerable moment. And being a candy striper, really caring for them and, like, just seeing your pride for it, like, it clearly... Um, deeply resonated with you and a lot of times we don't as we go on in our careers we don't realize the things that first started all of this that first let us see people as real people and gave us that passion for continuing to help other people later on in our careers well i also think it has to do with how you you're you're uh, raised oh yeah and and so i remember that uh, as a candy striper uh, i was around doctors and, mm-hmm. and all types of professionals but I was also uh, working side by side with the janitors, mm. right? And so it was always very important for me that it was Dr. Jones yes. at that level. Mm-hmm. And if it's the housekeeping staff, it was still Mr. Mm. Mrs. whatever the proper, uh, I think, respectful way because that's the way that you're, we were taught. Right. And so there was never anyone who was my elder that was not Mr. or Mrs. or Yes, Ma'am or Yes, Sir. Um, it didn't matter who they were in right. the institution. And I carry that through uh, to this day. I'm very, sometimes people will say, you call me ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> or sir. Right. Because that's just deference, I think, that they right. deserve. I, I understand that, and it's funny because I'm a Southerner, so I very much grew up with those kind of, um, especially around, like, um, titles and how do you address somebody. And I remember coming up north and even meeting my mother's friends and want to say Miss Susan or Miss whatever, you know, and it's like, don't call me that. And now being, like, a young professional, and I automatically see people like yourself, and I want to give you all the respect. But on the other hand, I've also gotten from um, people that if I'm trying to work like um, equally to or on the same platform as others that perhaps I should use the first name, you know, so, you know, that talk to you like a Sharon and stuff like that. But on the inside of me, there's a part of me that cringes because I want to like give you all the respect and like, that's so not right. But I, I get it. Yeah. Well, because it keeps you on even uh, keel, but it's, yeah. it's the manner in which you do it yeah. is how it's received. For example, both of my children work in our business, mm-hmm. and so, of course, I'm mom, right? Right. But when we're with clients sometimes, uh, my son will say, and Sharon. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and referencing what Sharon said. Right. And then... Uh, it took some getting used to. <laughs> and even clients would say, you know, we had to get used to. You right. Know, your and I said, well, let's be clear. It's only in the business set. Right, right. Every place else, I'm not. <laughs> A little freedom in there, exactly. definitely. And I think it's, I think it's amazing that um, you have your kids working with you. Like I, I shared with you beforehand, I grew up working with my mother and whatnot. And not only does it create a, a true bond between you and your, your child, but also uh, a... a ability to reach new leaps and growth in your professional career because you have someone who really cares about your trajectory and what you're doing, but they also care very much about their business <laughs> and the bottom line and, like, you know, customer service, and they want you to get it all. So it's not like you just have this one role and you can only know this little bit of information for that one role. And um, actually reading some of the articles uh, about you working with your your family, your daughter's like, what's the worst thing? She doesn't make good coffee. Like, if that's the worst <laughs> thing, <laughs> good 
job, mom. Like, good job. You're doing a great job. <laughs> and, and it's important as part of that, the succession planning, mm -hmm. uh, because there's a point that I, I want them to feel very welcoming to bring ideas right. and to bring strategies and brain, we have brainstorming sessions. Yes. And sometimes it's throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Right. Or taking the sticky, you know, uh, post-its and putting it up and let's look at how we can make ourselves better to meet the what needs of our clients mm -hmm. because as we're successful there then we are successful in building and cultivating new relationships and so how do you decide which boards to be a part of i know everybody comes to you especially as you said over the years people know you as delivering a certain level and being very active mm -hmm. Uh, now it's a bit easier because I'm I'm able to be pretty selective yes. in terms of uh, early on I was on a lot of boards more boards than I had business. Okay. But I tell you how it worked for me, and I have such respect for the process. Being on those boards, people got to see me outside of me asking for their business. Mm. They were able to see me on their marketing committee, on mm -hmm. their communications uh, advisory council, mm -hmm. uh, working in the area of philanthropy. We had the African American Legacy Program in Detroit through yes. the South, um, oh, through the Community Foundation for Southeastern Michigan, and you're around business executives mm -hmm. and uh, executives from the nonprofit community, the political realm. There were people from all different genres of where they worked and what they did, and you're at the table with them, mm -hmm. and you're able to make a contribution. Mm -hmm. And it, when you're a small business, and at that time it was me, it meant this was a good way for me to um, cultivate relationships. Yes. It became part of my sales plan. Oh, because wow. being on those boards, I started to get called for more and more opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I contribute wherever I can. And, uh, and that's how I've actually grown the business is based on a lot of opportunities and referrals I've had from those very early days. Mm -hmm. Now I have to really focus on the business side of things. So um, I am on boards that you've mentioned and sometimes I volunteer. Uh, if someone wants to have my services or the agency services and they really don't have a budget, well, I can't do all volunteer work. No, right? no. <laughs> so there's a point that I have to say, okay, I tell you what, we, we can look at a specific a project mm -hmm. and some deliverables within that project and, and, and we'll do that as our giving back, right. if you will. Right down to giving furniture sometimes. Wow. So. Wow. How do you um, prepare nonprofits to work with a consultant? So um, a lot of times what you'll see, especially when they're smaller to mid-sized, not really larger because they're used to consultants and external people coming in, but they have this, like, this is my baby. Mm -hmm. You cannot touch it. It's, I'm like, you know, my brainchild. This is the most unique thing ever. How do you kind of work around that and, and like, kind of guide them? Because you do see where they want to take their nonprofit or their project. And, and that's brand. always a challenge. And it's a challenge for me. I mean, this is my business is my baby. Right. So everybody can't come into it. Right. You have to bring value. And so if you're approaching a particular nonprofit or that nonprofit has been referred to you, you really have to earn the right mm -hmm. to be in their um 
business meeting to mm. be in that initial uh, opportunity to have a discussion because you, you want to know that it fits right. and they have to feel comfortable. That's why I, I always say people buy from people they like. Right. And so you, it's important to have um, the press the flesh time, if you will, social media and all of the other realms of mm -hmm. uh, exposure. Those are fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I am old school from the standpoint of people want to eyeball you. Yeah, of course. They want to make sure that um, you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. Referrals are always really good to have so that someone can say, well, I know uh, Sharon or right. Gabrielle, so here's an opportunity. Talk with them. Let's right. you know, find out if there's a fit. And then and some Sometimes they're pretty uh, inconclusive mm -hmm. in terms of what they want to achieve. So you have to determine, okay, let's put a project plan together. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> Quantify it. Uh, timeline it, the whole Gantt chart, critical path. Yes. Uh, to and, and it takes time. Now, for the challenge for me sometimes is to. It can be so much time on the volunteer side that it's in, it can be in, encroaching on my for profit right. side of making uh, my agency profitable. But you know, it works out. It works out. We yeah. can start out with a client who's a nonprofit or a small company, mm -hmm. and they may want one segment of the business mm -hmm. to be addressed. Um, social media. Right. Okay. Help us understand what it means to have. Uh, Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram. What is Twitter? Uh, right. Instagram. Right. Those kinds of things are very important to take people where they are and build them to where they can go. And as long as they're receptive and open and mm -hmm. willing to understand that you may be the best in what you do over here, mm -hmm. but the reason you want a resource who knows branding and communications right. and how to work with the media and community engagement and stakeholder outreach that complements what they do and it's a process but it's a process it doesn't matter if it's a nonprofit or a for-profit that's earning the right to the business right and, and we handle it the same way no matter who the client or the nonprofit or the uh, volunteer opportunity uh, that comes to us and um, I'm sure you you're asked to be a part of a lot of different event planning committees and whatnot, or to give advice. What are like common mistakes that you see them make or business lessons that you feel like they should, like corporate lessons that they feel, you feel like they should try to implement the, yeah. Well, yeah, I tell you, they start at the end and think they have it done, yeah. but they haven't done the groundwork to build up to what that finishing product looks like, whatever that is. Right. Products, goods, services, an event, right. uh, no matter what it is. The branding of the organization, uh, they go right for the, we, we want to do it, but they haven't built up the case, if you will, mm. the case study, yes. um, the project management, identifying the key resources, mm. doing the SWOT analysis. Again, yeah. what are your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? Mm -hmm. And being your own devil's advocate. Yeah. And uh, critiquing yourself honestly and objectively, and then get to a point of understanding that. And that's a process. Right. Many of our clients uh, that we work with, we do communication audits mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, we want a communications plan and we want it to have 
the elements of uh, our organization, our sales, uh, what we do in the community, how we generate new business, mm -hmm. how we sustain the business that we have. Well, a communications plan is a vehicle to help you do that. Mm -hmm. But before we get to the plan, let's audit what you already do. Yes. So let's get an understanding. How do you manage it today? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, that's okay. Let's just understand what we need to do to put the elements in place for an effective communications plan that you can use going forward. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not unlike cultivating and consulting in any line of work. Mm -hmm. It's being where the customer, client, non profit, your volunteer associations. Mm -hmm. It's being there where they are and understanding how you can add value. If you don't add value, there's no reason for you to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. I have just two more questions before I let you go. Um, going back to marketing, communications, and the importance of words, like words matter. How do you help craft messages or help teams figure out this is the word you really want to use or this is how you want to phrase it? Um, or, and also, like, can you speak to the significance of the words you select and you use in your advertisements or press releases or whatnot? Well, you're right. Words do matter. And so when we look at wordsmithing, I um, always subscribe to the so what mm -hmm. theory yes. and the what if theory. So take into consideration a word, a phrase, a paragraph, what are we looking to convey? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, who are we conveying it to? And then, why do they care? Why right. should they care? Are you saying it in a manner that they will understand it and, and have an, at least an opinion about what it is, whether they agree with it or not? Mm -hmm. Have you done enough of the groundswell work of understanding? Uh, I take, for example, and we're in a very political season right now, and, and mm -hmm. but I did a... a, a, a column recently on um, the ban that mm -hmm. was uh, proposed or still being proposed by the, our uh, current president. Mm -hmm. And the wordsmithing of the ban of, or the ban of whom? Mm -hmm. uh, it was the ban of immigrants, it was the ban of Muslims, so it was right. being referred to as the refugee ban, the travel ban, right. and the article title was no matter what you call it, a ban is a ban is a ban. Right. And I think that's why when, um, what, no matter where people are and how they feel about it, right. uh, mine from a, a cultivation of thought around uh, wordsmithing and uh, communicating clearly at a fifth grade understanding and readability mm -hmm. index is, so what are you telling me it is? Right. Or what it isn't. Right. But say it, say it succinctly, be it, be specific, mm -hmm. be consistent, yes. and be able to sustain it. The words, the phrases, mm -hmm. um, no ad hoc kind of things going on because, yes. you know, in today's world, everything <laughs> is available and archived for time capsule immortal. Yeah. Mortality. So, yeah. um, so that's what I would say. Just make sure you understand why you're saying what you're saying and who are you saying it to and why. Each word, each phrase can have a SWAT mm -hmm. to it, okay? Yes. So why, okay, uh, so if I call it this, 
what are the implications for that? Right. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Right. And we like to do that for every single word before. I'm working on a project right now. We have been wordsmithing one sentence at least four days. Yeah. Because so many people want to weigh in. Yeah. And wanting to make sure it's said appropriately. Mm -hmm. And I'm always the, 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 the one that they go like, Sharon, we have to do this again. <laughs> yes. Yes, we yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so, and then the more we get in the habit of doing that, then we're making sure that our job is to communicate effectively. Right. And to be able to sustain what we say. Right. And again, uh, be consistent. Right. And honest with integrity in what we're, we're conveying. Mm -hmm. And so words do matter. I like that. My last question, um, I'm, I'm sure you attend a lot of different events. What's something that you said, wow, that was really great. I wish more people did this at their events. I, pardon me, I uh, really enjoy the events that bring in the people who are being serviced. Mm -hmm. For example, one of our clients uh, is a mental health agency. Mm. And so they deal from the very young children to our senior citizens with uh, all types of uh, diagnosis with mental health challenges and disorders. And when we uh, have events mm -hmm. or we're showcasing, I always uh, like to see the consumer is our customer. That's who we're working for. Yes. And so yes. I always challenge uh, our clients and anyone else that's interested, make sure that the people that you are, or the situations or mm -hmm. the conditions that you're supporting, make sure they're represented in the room. Yes. Make sure that, and I've had so many wonderful experiences, uh, even with this particular client, um, where I have met some of the consumers that are dealing with uh, very chronic and acute uh, mental health disorders. Mm -hmm. But you know what they do when they see me? They come up and give me a hug. Mm. And oh, not because they know that yeah. I said they have to be in the room, but because they are in the room. Right. And so the people, if I'm a nonprofit and I'm seeking funds, right, which we're always doing, right. I want you to see who we serve right. and see the outcome of the work that we do. So from, again, from our very young to our senior citizens, those events, I'm, I'm not one to let's just go and have another, you know, <laughs> no. and, and <laughs> just, you know, chat about things right. again and make ourselves feel good about what we're doing. I want to see the end result of who are we helping, who are we serving, yeah. who are we responsible for making sure we're good stewards of what we're responsible for. I love that. And I think that's a great um, tip for us to leave off on. How can our listeners reach out to you and your uh, firm, whether it's social media or if they have questions or they need help? How can they contact you all? Well, certainly uh, social media, uh, Bankable Marketing Strategies. You can reach us on uh, Facebook as well as uh, our Twitter. Yay. And uh, we are at bankablemarketingstrategies.com. And if you want to send us an email, it's info at bankablemarketingstrategies.com. And pick up the phone, 313-989-4211. Thank you. Thank you all for listening today.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Reality Events Podcast. It was a joy having the pleasure to interview Ms. Sharon Banks of Bankable Marketing Strategies. I told you all last episode, she's, she has the bankable solutions. You know, she comes with it. And her team just, they're phenomenal. Please make sure that you follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, as well as social media using real underscore events. Make sure that you like this episode and leave a comment. It really does let me know what we're doing well, what you would like for us to talk more about. Also, let me know if you would like to have a media kit worksheet. I have one designed and laid out. If it's helpful to you all or you think you will want one for your upcoming events and just have it kind of like a template for you you or your team to use as you start thinking about your media relations strategy, let me know and I'll make sure that I put it on our real events website. I want to give a special thanks to everybody who made this podcast possible. Podcast show notes and research done by Riel Jones at Riel Events in Atlanta, Georgia and Southeast Michigan. I want to give a special thanks to our podcast guest, Sharon Banks of Bankable Marketing Strategies in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Special thanks to sound engineer, Mizzle, in Dream State Studios, LLC, and our sound um, music artists, both Swaz and Mizzle at Dream State Studios, LLC. Again, I want to thank you all for continuing to support this podcast and listen in um, weekly and just giving us the great love and support. It means a lot. And I, I am just really touched by everything that I've received, all the warmth and positivity. Please let me know what you would love to me talk about more and what you're getting from this. It really helps me as I prepare for the next week's shows or the other interviews what I am you all really appreciate the most again just thank you and I look forward to you all enjoying next week's episode